Hey everyone, it's John Valpheist from BadgerBlitz.com. Before we get going on this edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, I just wanted to let you know that if you like the show and if you like what you see on the site, now's the time to sign up to get the most out of spring football. Now through April 13th, when you use the code UWSPRING, that's UWSPRING at checkout, you can get an annual membership to the site and not pay again until January 1st, 2020. It's basically two years worth of premium content for the price of one. You can also use the same promo code to get a monthly subscription and not pay again until August 1st of this year. Either one is a great deal and will have you ready for Wisconsin's upcoming football season and beyond. Once again, that promo code is UWSPRING, all one word, capital U, capital W, capital S, and SPRING. Use it at checkout through April 13th when you sign up. Welcome back to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. This is John Veldheis, senior writer for BadgerBlitz.com, and once again joined by John McNamara, publisher of BadgerBlitz.com. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the first couple practices of Wisconsin's spring camp. We've seen four out of the uh, the six practices that the Badgers have had, uh, and it's going it's going probably about as uh, you could expect from a, from a spring camp. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are hurt uh, that the Badgers have decided to kind of hold out uh, for the entire session. So we've kind of had to put on the uh, the back burner for a little while, solving or you know, reading into what say the Badgers are going to do at the uh, the offensive line uh, with Michael Dieter and John Dietzen and uh, out for the the whole spring. And then David Edwards has been uh, a little banged up through the first couple of practices. So I guess what we're going to do today is you know maybe just talk a little bit about what you know, a little bit about what we've seen through the first couple of practices and maybe what we hope to see over the next uh, three or four weeks uh, when the Badgers uh, resume camp, which uh, starts the first week of April. Uh, the Badgers are on spring break next week uh, along with uh, the rest of the university. So they'll reserve, they'll resume practices on a, uh, Tuesday, April 3rd. So, you know, after uh, you know, the first couple practices that we've seen, John, uh, I don't know what, what's your big takeaway from uh, from those first couple sessions. Well, I think I think the thing that maybe jumps out the most, and you touched on this a little bit, was you know the injury report. Um, I think it got up to you know was it close to twenty guys? Yeah, it was it was pretty much pretty close to that. Yeah, so you know, I and I like you kind of touched on too. I don't think there's a whole lot to read into that. I don't think there's anything really to worry about. Um, I actually think that, you know, it's a sign of, of a pretty solid and deep roster. You know, you don't have to see what Michael Dieter is going to do in the spring. Um, you know, John Dietzen, even though that he's, you know, been injury plagued throughout his career at Wisconsin, I don't know that you need to see a ton from him in the spring other than you'd love him to be healthy. So, um, you know, there's guys all across on both sides of the ball who are established guys, you know, that you don't need to see a ton from. Um, at the same time, you know, there's a lot of guys kind of going into spring camp that that you were curious about. And um, I think we're going to get a better idea in the weeks, you know, coming. And, you know, even though, the you know, the spring game is not a big deal to Paul Christ, I think that'll be a good uh, kind of telling point for, for where some guys are at. So um, I think there's more unanswered questions than there are answered questions at this point. But that's certainly to be expected in spring camp. Yeah, I, I think the thing that stood out to me, and you know, going back to what you were saying about how, um, you know, sure there are a lot of players that are injured so far through the spring, but it's nobody that I think is in any real danger of missing playing time in the fall. And you know, going back to 
that being a sign that there's some depth to this program now. I mean, the, the Badgers for most of uh, practice on Thursday, they did a, a move the ball, you know, you know, kind of quasi scrimmage, I guess you could say, where instead of just, you know, repeating a drill from, you know, the same spot on the field, they would, you know, kind of give the, uh, the, the ones and twos, um, you know, turns uh, you know, on both sides of the ball, you know, trying to drive down the field or to, you know, to stop the other side. And, you know, for that whole drill, I mean, it basically, if if you were a, a starter from last year or you know an upper an upperclassman, somebody that you're kind of a known commodity, like you weren't participating. Uh, Alex Hornbrook did not you know take a snap uh, in any of those. Um, you know the the older offensive linemen like uh, say a Bo Benchwall or um, the the seniors at inside linebacker uh, like T.J. Edwards and Ryan Connolly, like those guys. You know that you know what you're getting out of them. It's more important for spring to just keep them healthy and keep them on the field. And you you want them to stay sharp. And uh, you know you would prefer to see the guys that are on you know your injury list be healthy too, so that they can kind of you know stay sharp and refine their technique a little bit. But not the end of the world as as long as you can you know put together you know um, you know a first string, a second string, and you know really this spring we we've kind of seen the Badgers really have um, kind of an established third string too, which, you know, particularly on the, uh, like when you can do that for your offensive line, I mean, that, that's a pretty good sign of where you're at. And then, and the other thing is that, you know, now you can kind of give these reps to younger guys and guys that are, you know, fighting for more playing time, maybe to uh, position themselves to, to win a job in the fall. And so now you can really get a, an extended look at somebody like say a Cole Van Lannan or, uh, Patrick Castle or these guys uh, at uh, the cornerback spots who are going to be jockeying for playing time. And so there's a lot of reps that are going to these younger guys now that you can, in a sense, you're kind of, you know, uh, getting the best of both worlds. You're letting your older established guys rest and, you know, stay healthy. And you're letting the younger guys, um, you're, you're kind of throwing them into the fire by, you know, having them get the, those consistent reps and seeing how they grow from that. Yeah, definitely. You know, one of the guys that you mentioned, uh, Cole Van Landen is a guy who has, uh, you know, is entrenched right now in a really important spring for him. Um, I don't think anything's going to be decided until, you know, the thick of fall camp. But, um, you know, they'll be, you know, able to take a look at, at the tape that he puts out there this spring at, at left tackle because, you know, there's certainly a possibility of, of Michael Dieter moving back inside. I would I would think that's, you know, probably the most likely scenario, probably the one that the coaches would like to see is Dieter bumping back inside, but that would largely depend on Van Landen and his ability to take over at left tackle. So, um, you know, like we said, there's guys that are not participating who are established guys, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's a big spring for a lot of the younger guys on this roster, Van Landen being one of them, Patrick Castle being one of them. And, you know, I know that you wanted to talk about a lot of the young uh, defensive linemen on this team. You know, obviously you graduate Connor Sheehy, Chiqui Obasi, and, uh, Alec James. So, uh, you know, Garrett Rand has been nicked up too. So it's, it's been an opportunity for a lot of the young defensive ends on this team too. Yeah. And particularly, uh, Aaron Vopel is a guy that has really, uh, seemed to benefit not only from the, uh, the seniors graduating and, you know, freeing up some playing time, but with, uh, with Rand, uh, having to, sh- uh, to sit out the last two practices with a, uh, what they're calling a back injury now. I mean, that, that's kind of given us an idea of, 
you know how they see um, the the depth chart at uh, at end in particular kind of shaking out. And you know, Volpo I think is kind of an interesting guy just because he he reminds me in a way of uh, Isaiah Loudermilk in that he's he's a big guy. He I mean he's he's kind of got that that frame that they want out of that defensive end spot. And, you know, as a, a former, you know, multi-sport athlete, he's more athletic than you would expect from, you know, maybe a, a six foot six, six foot, you know, six foot seven, 300 pound uh, defensive end. And so, you know, as the Badgers do more stuff in, in full pads and uh, do more team drills, I, I'll be curious to see how he does as long as he continues to get kind of those first team reps, because you know, the defensive line in particular is, is a group that I feel like we, you know, and we probably talked about this on our, on our last podcast is that we probably feel pretty confident in that we know who the three starters from that group is going to be, but it's, it's the depth behind them uh, that you're kind of curious about. And so, you know, if you can get a guy like Aaron Volpo, a lot of reps this spring and develop him a little bit, that's one more piece, you know, that you can use to rotate into your defensive line, um, in the fall. And that's something that uh, defensive line coach um, in, in OK Brechterfield really likes to do with his group, because if you have, you know, six guys or so that you can rotate in throughout the game, it, it keeps everybody fresh. And I, I think that's uh, that's going to be an important thing for the Badgers to uh, to have this year, particularly when you're also working with a, a young uh, defensive backs group where, you know, if you, if you weren't getting consistent pressure on the quarterback, um, you know, you're going to leave those young guys out on an Island uh, for a longer amount of time. And I don't think the Badgers want to have to do that. Yeah. That, that you mentioned the number six, that was kind of the number I, I had in my head uh, with the, you know, the rotation that you would hope to bring into uh, fall camp. Uh, and the, you know, like you mentioned, a big part of that is Aaron Vopel. Now, you feel obviously you feel good about Song Apollo in the middle. Uh, you know, Lauder Melk, if he's healthy, I think the staff is really excited about Garrett Rand. You know, you don't expect him to miss too much time there, so you, you feel pretty good about those three. Um, Bryson Williams inside sounds like he's had you know a good start to spring camp. Uh, he's certainly a guy that a lot of people expected to play immediately as a true freshman. I don't see a, a, a way that he doesn't if he's healthy. I think he's going to be in that mix. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, Volpel, and then you look at, you know, Keldrick Preston. Could he be a guy that, that works his way into the rotation? Or David Pfaff? Um, You know, we talked before this. It doesn't sound like Craig Howe. Obviously, there's a long way to go. But with the way that you saw kind of reps being taken, uh, it would maybe indicate that Craig Howe is a long way to go at that defensive end spot. Yeah, and Preston was a guy that I, uh, I was kind of surprised to see him um, – with that second team right away. I mean, surprised in a good way. Not that, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't think that he could do it or anything like that, but you know, that was a kind of a transition for him. And I know he was trying to uh, kind of add some weight a little bit after uh, getting into the program. And so to see him kind of get with that second team, uh, I feel like that's, you know, that, that seems like a step forward for him. But, and, and yeah, with, uh, with how, I mean, for, for an upperclassman, I think you kind of expect, you know, maybe expected at the start of spring to see him, um, along with David Foff, uh, get in, you know, just because, you know, there's a lot of playing time open and, you know, like you said, I mean, there's a long way to go in the spring. And so we'll see if, you know, maybe he can, uh, make a late charge, but uh, there's a lot, it seems like there's a lot of, um, you know, players that, 
uh, he would have to kind of beat out for playing time to get into that rotation. And, you know, Preston might be one of them and, or Faf or, you know, one of those other guys. But th- that I think that uh, that group of those, you know, top six is probably what you're looking for. And then, you know, really it's just about, uh, you know, just how comfortable do the Badgers feel like uh, feel like they are with that group. And I, I'm kind of looking forward to getting to talk to uh, – uh, to Brechterfield uh, the next time assistants are available, just kind of to see where he's at with that group. Uh, just because I, I was talking to some other assistants, didn't get a chance to talk to him um, during the first week of spring. But now that we've you've kind of uh, seen them go through a couple practices and you know start to work through some pads, I'm kind of curious to get his take on what his group looks like. Definitely. And, you know, then you, you kind of move, you know, back towards the linebackers. And you know, obviously in the middle, they're, they're pretty established. TJ Edwards, Ryan Conley. Uh, Chris Orr is there as well. Uh, but a guy that, you know, people have talked about Griffin Grady. Um, you know, he's got a chance to be in that mix and that, in that too deep there. Has he been someone that's kind of caught your eye or any at your attention? I know only four practices in that we've been able to see, but uh, he's a guy I think that, you know, Wisconsin fans are expecting some big things from. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's natural to expect that after he was, uh, I think he was a co uh, defensive scout team player last year, along with uh, Scott Nelson. And yeah, I mean, I, I like what Grady can do uh, when he's on the field. I guess my big question for him is just, you know, with the, with the number of bodies that they have at that position group, um, I wonder, you know, how many, uh, you know, snaps he are even going to be available for him. Cause right. you know, with TJ Edwards and, and Connolly, you know, looking like the, uh, the starters in that group, you still have Chris Orr, who is, you know, I think, uh, you know, a starter and, you know, everything but name, I mean, he's going to play a lot this year too. And, uh, you know, the Badgers also have somebody like uh, Mike Mascalunas, who they like and who has been getting kind of reps with, uh, you know, he's been getting reps, I, I would say, along with Grady uh, when the Badgers are resting, uh, say, Edwards and Connolly. And so it, it's more of a, uh, from a, a depth standpoint then because of a, a lack of talent, but he's looked good when he's on the field and, you know, you can see that he kind of took a step forward during that impressive uh, redshirt season where, you know, uh, in talking to, um, you know, guys throughout the year last year about, you know, people who were impressing them on the scout team, the two guys that came up on defense most consistently were, uh, were Grady and, uh, and Scott Nelson. So I wasn't surprised to see them get those awards at the end of the year, but, you know, it's just going to be, is he going to get the opportunity? Um, but with Nelson, Nelson is a guy I think is going to get that opportunity, um, you know, in in one way or the other. I mean, I don't I don't know if uh, what uh, what Jim Leonard's thinking right now. But he uh, in the conversation that you know he had with uh, reporters after practice on uh, not the, not yesterday but last Thursday. I mean, he said that he's not opposed to playing Nelson opposite Dixon you know, maybe as kind of that free safety uh, in, in the wake of Natrell Jamerson's uh, graduation. So, you know, he's somebody that I think the opportunity is going to be there. And, you know, he's – talk about another guy who is, you know, getting pretty much every every rep with the first-team defense this spring with, with Dixon being out. I mean, that, I think there's a, a big opportunity in front of him too. Yeah, he was a guy that I definitely wanted to touch on because, you know, he's been taking a lot of those first-team reps. And, um, you know, I thought, you know, maybe – Patrick Johnson was a guy that you'd pencil in to maybe be getting those reps. Uh, Eric Burrell as well was there, um, you know, before camp started. But, you know, Scott Nelson was the uh, the defensive, you know, scout team player of the year uh, last fall. And, uh, you know, obviously someone that the staff is very high on. 
you know, if you if you read the stuff from you know the stuff that you write and stuff from from other outlets as well, it kind of seems like he's attached at the hip with Dakota Dixon, and um, I, it would be really interesting to me if he came out and he was the starting free safety. Um, you know, he'd have to beat out some guys a little bit more experienced, but it sounds like he's going to be given every opportunity to do so this year. Yeah, and he, uh, I think he's got the record, or uh, what I would what I would hand out for being the the biggest hit of spring so far because they did. They did full pads uh, on Thursday for that move the ball, and uh, man, he laid out uh, Luke Benchwall uh, over the middle, and he just a really great play over the middle, um, over the middle of the field as a you know open field tackle. Look, I mean, you know, it, it it's it's kind of a cliche to say that uh, you know to just rely on guys who kind of flash during practice, but uh, I mean, he he's definitely somebody that's made his fair share of plays so far. Yeah, so you know that's that's certainly something to kind of watch. Uh, down the road I think you know with with the practices remaining because we have more questions than we do answers right now uh, you know I guess I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on what more do you think we can see this spring you know what's realistic and obviously I don't think we're going to get anything really established on the offensive line you know cornerback I think is going to be wide open with Dante Carrier Williams uh, you know missing most of the spring uh, but you know what's realistic to maybe establish for the rest of the spring what are maybe you looking forward to in the remaining practices so uh, I, I think something that I am kind of looking to see is uh, like what kind of chemistry does uh, say somebody like AJ Taylor develop with uh, with uh, Alex Tornerbrook over the next couple practices or so because you know with uh, with Danny Davis being out for uh, for all spring um, you know Kendrick Pryor has missed uh, I believe one or two practices with with a leg injury. Um, and uh, there just weren't a lot. And obviously, Quintez Sivas is not going to go this spring as he recovers from his uh, his broken leg from last season. And so, you know, AJ Taylor at, at the moment is kind of the uh, your number one wide receiver, and you know, he's getting those looks and he's getting targets in the in the drills that way. And you know, he's a he's a talented kid. And I mean, like he really flashed in the Orange Bowl. Um, you know, even even alongside you know somebody like Danny Davis, who was making a lot of plays in that game too, and you know he's really talented. And if he can just develop some uh, some better consistency when it comes to catching the football, I mean, he could be. You know, I think obviously Davis gets a lot of hype, which is deserved, and you know Cephas gets a lot of hype, which is I think also deserved. And you know Taylor, you know, might even be overlooked a little bit, but if he could. You know, uh, spend a lot of time during the spring with uh, you know the jugs machine and, and work with that over the over the summer too, and just catch the ball more consistently. I mean, he could become a real weapon uh, as somebody that you could use in a couple of the different um, wide receiver spots. And you know, to have you know three of those guys, not even to mention uh, Kendrick Pryor uh, as you know guys that you could use in this offense uh, in the fall, I think that would be a big. Uh, a big development. And I, I think the, the reps for him to be able to do that are going to be there just with how many or how few um, wide receivers they, they have had to work with uh, over the last couple of practices or so. And I guess, um, you know, uh, on the flip side, uh, the other side of the ball, I am going to be kind of looking to see, you know, just how comfortable somebody like Dante Burton feels uh, in, in the, uh, in the defense right now. I mean, he's been getting kind of those reps with the second team alongside uh, somebody like Caesar Williams uh, with uh, it's been kind of Phelan Hicks and uh, Madison Cohn who have been kind of your one and two cornerbacks with, uh, with carrier Williams not playing the spring. Uh, so, you know, I, I think out of that, 
that five, so Carrier Williams, uh, Fayon Hex, Cone, uh, Burton, and Williams, I feel like you really do kind of need three or four corners to really kind of step up and establish themselves. And, you know, when you're talking to the guys, I mean, they have a lot, they like a lot of what Burton has done, you know, so far since he enrolled early. It's just, you know, does he kind of start to, uh, to flash a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe get to the point where, uh, the Badgers can trust him to play him right away or, or something like that. But I do think it will benefit him in the long run to you know, have enrolled early and kind of get this first spring under his belt. Cause you know, both the guys that uh, did that last year in Fayon and uh, Cone, I mean, they, in talking to them on Thursday, both of them were like, absolutely. Like, I, I'm so glad I did that because they, they feel so much more comfortable you know, this spring than they did, um, you know, a, a year ago. And so I think that's, that could be something that, uh, you know, maybe is worth keeping an eye on. And, you know, if, uh, if Burton flashes a little bit, I mean, we, we've kind of seen, I've been very impressed with Caesar Williams, honestly, over the, the last couple of practices and, you know, Fayon Hicks uh, had a couple of picks on, on Thursday and Cone, you know, has, ha, you know, had his moments as well. I mean, I, I think I feel better about that group now than I did, at the start of the spring, but it's just, can you see that continuing to develop, you know, over the, the last, you know, three or four weeks of, of camp and, you know, get to the point where, you know, maybe at the start of fall, that's not as much of a concern anymore. Yeah. You know, Williams, he was a guy that they talked about playing maybe as a true freshman and he, he's kind of overlooked. I don't know. Honestly, maybe overlooked isn't the right word, but you know, you talk about maybe the, the true freshmen that are on there, but, uh, at that position, but you know, Caesar Williams. There's, there's no reason why that guy couldn't maybe be a starting cornerback for this team. I think, I think a lot of that's going to get established this fall. But you know, important reps for that whole group to be taken this spring. Yeah, I think the other thing is I, I want to see if if somebody makes a move at, at tight end um, because you know I I think you know um, Xander Neville will, will get healthy at some point. And when he does, you know, he's going to be probably your, your primary, um, you know, inline or blocking tight end, you know, until then, oh, uh, or if he, if he has a setback or something, it'll probably be, uh, Luke Benchawal, uh, cause he's kind of shown some good skill as a blocker so far. Uh, but I want to see if there uh, starts to be a battle between, um, Kyle Penniston and, uh, and Jake Ferguson to be kind of that, uh, more, uh, I guess you would call primary receiving tight end uh, with, uh, with Troy Fumagalli off to uh, off to the NFL. And you know, right now it's kind of been uh, Penniston working with the first team almost exclusively, but uh, Ferguson, you know, was uh, I believe the, the offensive scout team player of the year last year. And, you know, in talking to guys uh, on the defense, they were saying that, you know, other than, other than Fumagalli, Ferguson was the, you know, the hardest to cover at tight end in, in practice last year. And so, you know, is this, you know, can somebody like Ferguson use those next couple weeks to um, to kind of jumpstart himself and really push Penniston for that uh, for that start, you know uh, starting job? I mean, Penniston's a junior, and you know, he's uh, got a decent amount of experience for you know somebody that's had to play behind Troy Fumagalli for all of his career at this point. But uh, Ferguson's a talented guy, and I, I just want to see if if they can really develop a position battle there, or if it's just kind of kind of be penniced in as we head into the fall. Yeah, it's there's like I said at the start, I think there's a lot more questions than there are answers right now. But I think uh, you know, a lot of this is gonna get kind of sorted out in fall camp. But you know, I think as a whole, this roster is in a in a pretty good position. Uh they're deep at a lot of spots. 
you know, cornerback worries you maybe a little bit. Defensive line is a little bit inexperienced. But, yeah, that offense I think has a chance to be really special this year. Uh, they're, you know, they're loaded at tailback with Nakia Watson coming back. You feel like Penniston and Ferguson will probably get you what you need at tight end. And the offensive line, you know, that's – you know, if you, if you have guys like, you know, John, right, you know, John Dieter maybe – or John Dietzen maybe, you know, being on a second team. Uh, you know, Cade Lyles maybe being a second team guy, you know, just because of how deep they are. Uh, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that shakes out. They have so much depth there. I think it's 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 definitely a unit that I want to see, you know, come fall camp. Yeah, it's uh, quite a quite a change of uh, change of fortunes for the Badgers since uh, 2015, when uh, when Paul Christ and, and company kind of came in and you know uh, really had to kind of string together uh, two strings with uh, some glue and duct tape to keep that together and, and <laughs> run some practices. I I went back and looked at the the starting line for uh, the Alabama game in 2015, and that line was uh, Tyler Tyler Merritt's, uh, I believe. It was Michael Dieter at uh, at left guard, Dan Volts at center, um, Walker Williams, or it was it, it might have been it was either Walker Williams at right guard and then Hayden Beagle at right Hayden tackle, Beagle, or you yeah. flipped them. Um, and then by the you know by the end of the year, you're playing uh, um, a guy like Bo Benchwall at uh, at right tackle, right guard, basically because you had to. And it's quite a quite a different story these days. Unbelievable, yeah. Honestly, it's it's unbelievable that they've. They've gone from where they are right now in just a short amount of time when they were like you talked about, just absolutely desperately thin there. It's it it's been an amazing transformation in just a short amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll have to take a look and see uh, what you know uh, the how those position battles shake out uh, over the rest of spring camp. Uh, spring camp resumes on April third, like I mentioned before, uh, when the uh, Badgers get back from spring break. We'll probably do another podcast or so after we see another practice or two uh, from that uh, that second half of spring camp, and then you maybe preview the, the spring game as it comes up a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I know that uh, Paul Chris might lo- might not love the spring game, but I, I know that uh, that our, our uh, subscribers and Badger fans uh, love to get a look at the Badgers when they uh, open things up and uh, let people come into Camp Randall for a little while in April. So we'll have to do a little preview before that. But for right now, that's all we've got for this week on the uh, BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you a little later, maybe in early April.